0: Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stovar. Hi there, welcome
1: to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 23. My name is Bowie Stover. my pronouns are they, them, and I am fluff and stoked to have you join me. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Curlin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I'm really excited for this week's show, pals. I got to have a chat with my good friend, Leo. They are an incredible human. They are someone who I have worked with and supported, and I can't wait for you to hear the interview. Leo is from the lands of the Otham, the Akumal Otham, Upper Pima and Hohokam lands, known colonially as Arizona. Leo is a trans non-binary queer Samoan in Diaspora in Turtle Island, known colonially as the U.S. They are first generation born in the U.S. to a Samoan immigrant mum from Malia, Samoa and white American dad from Illinois. After many years of body image issues from being teased about their weight, Leo initially set out to move their body as a way to appease others that uphold an unattainable beauty standard. And even throughout their journey and realizing that they are queer and non-binary, they would move their body to try and attain the commonly represented fingers here, body type of a white AFAB non-binary person. Now they move for much more ancient and grounded reasons. So Leo, can you share a little about who you are and what physical activities you participate in?
0: Yeah. So first, I am Manino. That's like a, like a formal way of saying like good day in, in Samoan language. My name is Leo Lemacina, or just the for short. I am a trans, queer, non-binary Samoan person living in the diaspora specifically the united states as you can probably tell by my accent uh (laughs) and and as far as the uh the last part of the question was like about what i'm like doing to move my body right correct okay so what i've been doing lately for the past i think two months now is a project called the become project have you heard of this bowie I've seen you
1: posting about it on your social media and that was the first time I I saw it and kind of caught on to it, yeah.
0: Gotcha, okay. Yeah, I've been doing that. Um, It's led by a non-binary American person um, named Bethany Myers. And it's, yeah, like body neutral movement. I've been doing that three times a week for like two-ish months. And then I'm, I'm so excited. My girlfriend and I got this game Called Ring Fit for the Nintendo Switch. Have you heard of this? No. So um, I don't know if like you knew about it. Or, like, remember on the Nintendo Wii, uh, there was like Wii Fit, where it was like you could play tennis with the like motion control, then you could play bowling um, and stuff yep. like that. Well, the Ring Fit is like that, but they kind of made it like an RPG. <laughs> like you have a character, and there's like a storyline. And to like advance, you have to like run and like you strap the the switch controller, like you strap one to your leg and like you put the other one in this like ring and like it, it tracks your motion and like how you're like running or like doing moves. And it's really cool. So we're getting into that. Um,
1: That's so it, rad. <laughs> it's so
0: cool. <laughs> um, it's really fun. Uh, and then also on Sundays, uh, me and my girlfriend have been going out, um, there's a canal by our house and. And she'll like run and walk and then i'll ride my bike so we've been doing that for like a month very so diversi- cool diversifying
1: <laughs> yeah i love it and it's always great to have that bit of variety hey so you're not kind of stuck into that repetition it's like well you know mm-hmm. you have options Here's mm-hmm. all the ways you can move. I love that you've got that game. It reminds me of the um the <laughs> Kinect for Xbox. Yes, it's got like yes. a, it's a little camera that actually films you like the webcamy type thing that your yes. character moves based on how you're moving. Yeah. Games are smart oh, these days.
0: <laughs> I don't use those things. So, <laughs> it's so fun. And what was funny about the Ring Fit is that like the the main controller is like this big round like uh pliable plastic ring, Ring Fit. And um yeah. I'll, I'll use it specifically for arm exercises, because you can like target different areas of your body. And oh my gosh, the first day I used it, I was like, yeah, this is fun. It's like a game. And then like the next day, my arms were like, dead. <laughs> I was like, how is it be okay to do this to me?
1: <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's, <laughs> that's the so best funny. way to train. At the time, you're
0: like, this is fun. I'm playing.
1: The movement can be more playful. I think more people yeah. would do it, right?
0: yes i totally agree it's so fun it's like a perfect time (laughs) because everyone's stuck in their house
1: so yeah i bet you that they've like got a lot of that going on like selling all the interactive games and stuff so yeah it's I great think... that that's kind of become a thing though because you know i mean i play yeah. the games where i sit with the controller and i just mm. look i'm the very the inactive gamer
0: <laughs> I'm like, don't talk i mean to me. with, I don't with move what my you body. do with fearless movement like i think at this point like you've earned that balance of like in your free time not doing anything yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: It's always good. I have definitely binge bought a bunch of different games over the lockdown. I tell you, it's, mm, <laughs> it's dangerous. But, I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, a nice reunion with my Xbox.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what has inspired you to begin moving in these particular ways? Now, you said it was, what was the name of the. You're doing three days a week again? I've all I'm thinking is ring fit. I'm like, that is not it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, the the other thing I've been doing is called the Become Project. Become Project,
1: yes. Yes. What inspired yes. you to
0: get into that? So um I actually found out about it like at least like a year or two ago. I just I don't even remember how I came across it, but I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I just waited because I was like, you know, like at the time I wasn't really doing anything to move my body when I first found out about it. So I was just kind of like, I'm going to wait. And I never like worked out at the gym or anything. So I was like, I don't know how this compares to like a gym membership. So I'm just going to wait. And then I don't know. I think just with the quarantine and everything, it just inspired me to go back and try it. And there's like a little trial you can do. So I tried it for like 10 days and I was like, okay, this is really good. I'm going to keep doing this. (laughs) Uh, It's it's nice because you do the same exact routine as many times as you want throughout the week. And then the following Monday, the routine changes.
1: Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So it's kind of a bit familiar. So you, you kind of have that certainty around it and knowing kind of what you're going to do and what to expect.
0: Yeah. And it's nice too, because I think the thing that hooked me after the 10 days was seeing how much like my form improved over the Mm -hmm. 10 like the seven days and being like oh this is like not that like everything should be instant gratification but it's it's that like nice little like oh well like I got so much better it's only been a week like that kind of thing
1: yeah what kind of movements do you practice
0: it's a mix of pilates and yoga so it's a lot of um like the way that uh they set it up is there's different like series so basically you start with like a lunge series and like most of the work you're doing is in in like a lunge form and then you move to like your obliques and then you move to your leg and like you do core work in the middle of it so it it kind of there's like a a set structure but the actual moves change every week that makes sense Yeah. yeah yeah it
1: does oh that's really neat and it sounds like it's quite low intensity as well just like kind of slower more controlled movements than anything else
0: yeah, and it it reminds me of of you a lot in the way that, and of course, like the only experience I've had with non-binary trainers is you. And then,
1: so, hey. <laughs> but
0: but um, in that regard, uh, it does remind me of because for a little while I was working with you, and and you kind of introduced the idea to me of moving. Well, one because it feels good, and not because you're like after a specific thing, and the idea of like you don't have to push yourself in order to get like a good workout or to like say like, Oh, I, I moved today. Like you can do anything. Like you can walk, you can like, as long as you're moving, that's better than nothing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: Ah, that's so great. I I love that. I love that you found something that really resonates with you. It's always so exciting for me when people find that thing that helps them feel so great. And it's something that they really want to do. Like so mm-hmm. that's what that's what all movement should be like. It should be that fulfilling.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: and it shows up in so many different ways for so many different people.
0: Yes. And then for me too, just being like a non-binary person, like finding fearless movement collective. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then like <laughs> then finding out about like the I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like like knowing that <laughs> like I even had options because right? you yeah. know, like it it was like I was like, oh, my God, wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So how has getting more active made a change in your life? Oh,
0: I think the way that it's changed is that, well, aside from all of the, what's the word, all of the sort of typical side effects and results and things that people tend to say about working out is like, oh I'm like sleeping better and like things like that. And that that's true for me. Like I feel like I'm I'm sleeping a lot better and my body's kind of getting tired at night. So even if like I hear some crappy news or like, you know, all the stuff that's going on, it's one, when I'm actually doing the movement, I'm able to just focus on what I'm doing and be present in my body yes. for however long I'm doing it. And then especially with the whole biking with my girlfriend, like I'm able to be outside and this, and the whole biking with my girlfriend thing is so exciting for me because we've been together almost six years and we've never worked out together. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh. like, not that that's like an expectation of, of being with somebody, but it just kind of mm-hmm. um like over the years, like I'll, I'll try different things. Like I'll try, um, to do stuff on YouTube and then da 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 and then um, so all the different things I tried I'll just kind of be like hey do you want to try this with me and she's like no good And so I'm like okay, that's okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then the whole going out to the canal and running biking thing was her idea mm-hmm. so I was like oh so like that time for us is bonding time because like I'm be, me being on a bike like I'll kind of ride ahead of her and then circle back and like check in on her and like cheer her on and then There'll be times where we're just walking and talking and being able to bond and be outside and it's really, really yes. nice. It, oh, it also forces her wonderful. to get up Yes. It also forces her to get up as early as I do on the weekends. <laughs> 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 it's getting hot here in, in Arizona where I live. So <laughs> Yeah.
1: So you're gonna beat the heat, hey? Yes. Oh. Oh, so <sighs> cool. So how has your relationship with your body evolved since you've begun becoming more active?
0: My relationship with my body. Um I definitely oh, so I actually have the perfect example. It just happened tips. on Saturday. Okay. <laughs> uh so so for context a couple of days ago. Uh but, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know when or where people are gonna listen right So I was doing uh my last session for the week of the week's routine in the Become Project, and there's there was this section that On the whole, when I do the routines, I'm really happy with every part, even if it's hard. I'll just kind of, um, you know, I'll I'll know at the beginning of the week, it's going to be rough. By the end of the week, it'll get better. Uh, It might not be perfect, but it'll be better. So on Saturday is my last day of the week that I'm doing it. And so I was doing uh, a lunge series. So I was in like lunge position and we had to... um, The move was uh, we were going from a lunge to standing on one of our legs and kind of like twisting our arms around and hiking the other leg up. And it involved a lot of balance. So every single time I had done it last week, I would always lose my balance at least once. And every time I was like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Just like power through, power through, just keep on keep going. And then this last time I was like, all right, so I, I I usually don't pause the program. I'll just power through it. But I paused it. I drank some water. And I literally put my hands on my leg. That kept, like, wobbling and cramping up and stuff. And I just, like, like rubbed it and, like, massaged it. And I was like, it's okay. Relax. 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 It's okay. It's okay. And I was, like, talking to my leg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Relax. 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 And I tried to like stretch it a little bit. And then when I tried it again, when I was doing the move, I just I just said out loud, like, relax, relax, relax. And then like when we went back to the lunch, I was like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And so I just kinda like gave myself a little mantra and like I yes. I don't know. Like I just I just imagined it sounds weird, but I like it like I just kind of imagined my body as like a friend. And I was like, so if my friend was like cramping up emotionally or something, like, what would I say? So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And, and that happened, a similar experience happened earlier on when I started doing the become project. And I just, it it's thinking of my body as like a kind of, like I said, like a friend that I can sort of personify and have empathy for instead of a vessel that I occupy that I can abuse
1: oh wow what a realization and experience to have oh yeah
0: <laughs> that's so
1: great Leo I love that like <laughs> that the way you were talking about how you were that that talk that self-talk it's mm-hmm. so powerful and I think yeah. it's so easy to forget that like we're hearing ourselves right mm-hmm. and yeah for you to say you know how would I talk to a friend who I wanted to care for it's like yes yes (laughs) you oh
0: that just makes me so happy to hear that you've had that experience I love that (laughs) yeah it, it was good and I something else too that maybe it's not necessarily has to do with that moment but just in general uh for the last little while uh I've also been really tuning into the idea that you know When I'm doing certain movements, like even like just like around the house, if I'm like cleaning the house or like stretching or like petting my cats or something or doing the routines where it's it's so repetitive every week that we're doing the same things over and over again, I actually think of it like okay, so me being someone, my ancestors like a long long time ago, like they would fish all the time, they would like tend to plants all the time, and like all that repetitive movement was movement that was keeping them alive, keeping them fed, like, you know, and that's kind of how I view exercise now, because we don't have to do all those sort of manual labor things to literally survive. The next best thing is to move your body, especially in my opinion, in a way that's repetitive, so you can get better at it. And like, you know, like if you're rowing a boat and like if the first time you row a boat, you're like, oh, this is so hard. And then by the time you row it, like the 50th, 100th time, it gets easier and easier and easier and your body builds that muscle memory. And, you know, so that's also kind of how I've been thinking about movement and how my relationship to movement has changed. It's not so much about the results I want to see out of this like ball of clay that is my body. It's more like I'm honoring my body by moving it because it needs to be moved that's how it was designed
1: yes wow that's that's so powerful that's really just i'm, so, I'm just so happy for you it that, that <laughs> it's just such sounds like such a journey and to yeah take take the courage to explore that deeply into yourself and and kind of find those connections as well mm-hmm yeah wow yeah that actually and especially because which just kind of feeds into my next question because of the way (laughs) that movement and fitness is sold to us right Mm -hmm. it's it's that superficial surface level just how do you want to look and there's never that depth or that connection with self or even beyond that like that that connection with how our ancestors moved what they did and Mm -hmm. you know from that what what is your experience with the messaging and the imagery that you see put out there by the fitness industry, by trainers, by gyms and training spaces?
0: Well, I guess for me, I'm trying to think because I know all the sort of like stereotypical things that like gyms and trainers and stuff kind of say, um, especially in, in, in the really normative and common ses- hat spaces, right? Just of like, Oh, like beach body, like, Oh, you, you know, like you want to lose like X number of pounds. You want to go on this like really restrictive diet so that you can hit your goal weight or like goal measurement or goal, like just physical look. And that's the exposure that I've, and the message that I've gotten from all those sort of institutionalized fitness spaces, which I think is, is a little more typical. I think most people can relate to that. But then yeah. the added the added layer of being queer and trans and specifically non-binary and also a person of color, it's kind of like, okay, well, with all these intersections, I don't really belong in here. Like, that's pretty much what I've internalized over the years for sure. Like I mentioned before, I've never been to a gym. Yeah. Because... I just, even before I knew I was trans or queer or anything, which I didn't realize until pretty recently in my life, like within the last like five ish years. Um, so it's, I guess it's just really now having the spaces that I do online in comparison to what like big box gyms and stuff and trainers sell to the public. there's such a big difference and it feels even more alienating thinking about like for whatever reason going to a gym like i just feel like i would be a fish out of water or like stick out like a sore thumb or something and also living in the state that i do which is really conservative i know um, that's arizona yes yes yeah uh arizona in the u.s um I know some of my friends. I have a friend in uh, in Australia. No, yeah, in Australia. Where are you? <laughs> you live in Australia too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, she like mentioned how there's like this like queer space. I think like a like a boxing space or something where she's at. And I was like, that's super cool. I can't find anything like that where I live.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and just thinking about how. If even there was just like a queer, like fitness space where I live that I could reasonably go to, that would be awesome. But instead, there's a bunch of like really niche gyms that like tend to only cater to like cis white people.
1: Right. It's the whole industry, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's such a shame. Yeah. I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done in this space. Yeah. So what do you think could be done better to help create opportunities or give support to people that are sharing a similar experience to yours?
0: First, representation.
1: Mm. So
0: what I mean by that is, so for me, for example, a really big push for me to start movement in a healthier way in, in community with other people like me that are like trans and queer and people of color and everything. Um, and then also to support people that are in the fitness world that are of those different marginalized identities was representation specifically for me with Instagram. So unfollowing any sort of um, like influencers or creators or anything that pushed for like, uh, you know, restrictive diets or like working out for like 12 weeks or like something like that, like really restrictive stuff. I'm following all of that. (laughs) And, and searching hashtags for like, you know, uh, all those different identities in the fitness industry or in the fitness world, I should say, since I don't, I feel like personally, that the the fitness how would you, like the fitness, fitness instructors and trainers and things that are of marginalized identities and are doing the work to uplift other marginalized identities and and create safe spaces for them aren't like I know y'all are like technically part of the industry because you're like doing it but I feel like lumping everybody in with the industry of all the stuff we just talked about is not accurate. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so <laughs> I, yeah, I'd definitely say like representation. So like following and seeking out trans trainers, trainers of color, uh, like gender diverse, non-binary trainers, trainers in like projects and things that follow like Hayes, uh, Health at Every Size, you know, that aren't fat phobic, things like that are really, really, were really helpful to me. So I think that's something that somebody could do right now. Like after listening to the show is just like, go to your social media feed, like take a look at who you're following and why you're following them and then seek out more diverse voices and especially on Instagram, because you can see it because it's picture based and video based. You can see the different body types and different colors and different representations really easily through a space like Instagram.
1: Yeah. I've found some, like all the people that I follow and all the people I'm learning from are on mm-hmm. Instagram. It's such mm-hmm. an amazing platform for mm-hmm. people being able to share that message through imagery. Yep. And I think that's, <laughs> that imagery is so important. Hey, it's seeing, seeing who's
0: out there and seeing who you can relate to. Right. hmm And like, for me, a really big one that like really opened my eyes, I believe I'm saying this right i'll have to double check but um i think it's just at uh decolonizing fitness
1: oh decolonizing fitness is one of my favorite feeds yeah it's oh, so good, good. Ah. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so amazing uh, right so that's like the first follow that new yeah, listeners should do decolonizing definitely fitness. yeah um, and that's actually i think i don't i don't quite remember but i want to say that's how i found you really I want to say you were on their list that they, um, that they have like this, yeah, yeah, Yeah. the big compiled list of like, Yeah, um, I'm like the only Australian
1: trainer who's on there, everyone else is in America and they they were asking me about it and I'm like, "Um, me, I'm in Melbourne and I'm on their list, I am. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah yeah so i think that, that's yeah. actually how i found you was was through the college fitness so cool so, sadly, fitness, yes. sadly, yeah. Um, oh. so yeah definitely that's- uh representation super important and then yeah. the other part of it for me is it kind of goes along with it is self-reflection so you know if uh Like, I I really had to sit with, okay, with the whole being um, assigned female at birth, the whole, like, bikini body thing and, like, stuff like that. I really had to sit with that because growing up, I, like, I had a lot of body image issues since um, I'm not the typical, quote-unquote, standard, like, quote-unquote, normal body type. And I've gotten teased about it from my family and stuff. Uh, So, like, having to sit with, okay, like, am I my body kind of like I said before am I moving my body because other people want me to look a certain way or am I moving my body because I want to feel better I want to sleep better I want to like you know have more energy like why am I really doing it and coming from a place of and it doesn't even always have to be love necessarily but like a place of respect and and honor of your own body that even if you know you don't really feel like you're feeling yourself that day you can still like move your body a little bit like you can stretch like you can do something so that way you're kind of feeding back into your your body in 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 some way and thinking about how how you're thinking about your body and then how you're acting in moving your body and sort of feeding into that hopefully good cycle as you think about why you're moving and potentially work to reshape it to, to make it better and healthier in terms of not so much necessarily physical health, but in my case, I would say mental and emotional health. So that way you're starting from the root in the mental and emotional part. And then that'll spread out to the physical part at some point in my experience.
1: Yeah. It's so connected. Like Mm -hmm. Our bodies, our hearts, our minds, like they're they all listen to each other, they all respond to each other, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's yeah, it's it's never it's and it's, it's one of the biggest things that I find challenging to see is that it's the, it's the body that is sold, but it's not everything else that goes along with it. And that connection with self from movement is probably like. I would agree with you in, for my own experience with movement, it's been probably the most rewarding thing that I've learned from moving my body is to connect with myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's, it's such a, it's so powerful and it, it, that's what shapes change in your life. Right. That's what, sh- that's what helps you to learn, explore yourself, have the courage to look within and, and do more of that deep work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, oh, and, that's such and great words. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Thanks, I love it too. Um and <laughs> all that <laughs> to say is just, you know, it's uh it's a, a long journey and you know, like I said earlier, despite everything I just said, or not maybe not maybe not in spite of it, but also with everything I just said, I still have a lot of moments where the philosophy in my head of how I feel about my body. And moving it doesn't always manifest in how I treat my body because I have to do so much unlearning of all the toxic stuff and then learning of the more respectful, honoring things that it's just constantly. Sometimes it feels like I'm taking, you know, like more steps back than I am forward. So, in that regard, it can be difficult to maybe if you're having a bad day. To just say oh well screw that then I'm just gonna like not do anything for the rest of the day and I think that that's valid a valid reaction to have because it's it's like because of the way that we're all sort of fed how to react to our bodies especially how we react to shame about our bodies it's just to say well I'm just gonna sit in this shame then and Eat a bunch of things that are like you know like like a bunch of like junk food and like all this stuff and like not work out for the rest of the week and then just start over next week and I think that a lot of people go through that and that's a valid thing to go through and at the same time individually we can start challenging ourselves to maybe instead of saying all that stuff and doing all that stuff just you know like taking a second to process the emotion and then if you still want to do all that stuff, you can do all that stuff, but to be less reactive and more uh, thoughtful.
1: Yes. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. It's things were never taught growing up. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there are some really fortunate people out there who have, you know, people within their life who are more aware and are able to kind of share that knowledge. But I think for a majority of people, mm-hmm. we're not taught how to manage that or how to understand those experience and have those experiences but then be able to move through mm-hmm. them without kind of getting caught in it. Yeah. And so it becomes that cycle, hey. Oh. <laughs> yes. I love your philosophy. It's so great. It's so true and and it's it's one of the hardest things to kind of believe within yourself as well and practice, I think, because there's so much there's so much that we're taught mm-hmm. growing up that tells us the opposite. So trying to trying to Say okay, I'm feeling I'm feeling shame right now about that. Mm -hmm. That's okay, and being kind with yourself and accepting that it's okay to have the feeling, but also Mm -hmm. that you can still have other feelings, and that it's okay to let that go, and then Mm -hmm. do something past that.
0: And especially speaking of shame, since that's I think a really big root in a lot of the things that we're talking about right now, and a lot of the probably a good uh motivator for most people to be seeking out this podcast is you know trying to combat shame and guilt for maybe not moving or or like moving in ways that aren't sort of deemed you know good enough for popular society and it's Mm -hmm. it's hard like it's not like you know like we said it's not like easy like there's going to be lots of times where the progress is not linear. It, it'll just like rewind back, and you're like ah, and, and then you know you have to, well, not have to, but it, it's beneficial in the long run to be kind to yourself instead of constantly beating yourself up. And all this to say, like you know, uh, I just, I just you know, and I felt like it was imperative to mention too, since I have a lot of friends that this doesn't necessarily apply to because I'm pretty a pretty able-bodied person. So a lot of the stuff that I can do, like the stretches I can do or the movement I can do, for example, my girlfriend, because of different things that have happened to her in the past, like uh, accidents and things, her flexibility is not to the same level as mine. And so even when I'm working out with her or we're exercising and I, I take care to not project that she has to do everything the same way I do. Uh, since also, uh, I was a, a chiropractic assistant for a few years. And so I know a lot of stretches and things and about posture and things that she'll ask me about those or to show her those things. And so if I can bend down and touch my toes and she can only go to her knees, I want to make sure she knows that that's okay. That it's okay that, you know, her, her range of motion is where it mm-hmm. is. And as long as it doesn't hurt her, you know, we we can we can make modifications. We can, uh, you know, take it easy. She doesn't have to do as many reps as I do. Like it's it's really an individual thing, and that's something else that I think going back to the earlier question is really pushed a lot by uh, the fitness industry. Is that everyone? The same thing with like fashion and everything else. Like everyone has one goal, one really narrow box of a goal. And everyone has to work hard to get there <laughs> mm-hmm. or else they're not trying and they don't care.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, yeah, the the yes. fitness industry pushes a really ableist image. And even I, I've spent a lot of time reflecting on when mm-hmm. I was training to become a coach on what we were taught then compared to what I know now and what my understanding mm-hmm. is of everyone's body as in it being different. No person, even though we technically configured the same way, every person's body will function mm-hmm. completely differently. And that is okay. Right. Because we all learn to move in different ways. We all walk differently. We all have different positions that we spend more time in than others. So and all this stuff influences what we do. And we're not taught like as as a coach, mm-hmm. I wasn't taught that it's okay for people to be like that. Was like oh, no, that. Well, they've got to they've got to be able to do this. And it's like, well, actually, now that you know I've been a coach mm-hmm. for like probably around eight years now, it's like no, no, no one has to fi- fit or anything or fulfill anything. If you can move to a certain point, amazing. Then that is perfect, and that is where you are at, and that is yes. plop and wonderful, you know. And that is okay. And and yeah, sharing sharing that mm-hmm. it's it's okay to be where you're at like that standard that it's like everyone has to be able to have full flexibility I and mean, be completely mobile mm-hmm. and able-bodied. Yeah. It's harmful. Yeah. Like it's so and, harmful. You know, like
0: yeah. also going back to an earlier question, talking with you and I think you – because I, I knew that logically in my head, like all the things you just said are, are true, you know, but it's one thing to know it logically in your head and then to like apply it to yourself and like be nice to yourself, right? So I think like through you – yeah encouraging me and saying similar things to me when I was in low points really that was one of the things that really opened myself up to to say like to to, to try to become project or to try to you know like bike or if I feel like it run with my girlfriend or try ring fit like to try all these different things because I know now and I think my body is actually physically starting to internalize that where I'm at is where I'm at and I can do things, I can do anything I want to do yes. with that knowledge and knowing that listening to my body is the most important thing when I'm moving. And so as long as I do that, I can do whatever I want. <laughs>
1: yes. Ah, oh, so great. <laughs> I'm so I'm just so happy that it's that you've been able to find find the Become project and do these things that are really just fulfilling so many things within your life. It's so great. Yeah. And helping you explore more stuff. So
0: it's, it's and, and even within like um you know what what you and I were doing, it kind of um, you know, it again, the process isn't linear, I'm gonna get back to it. But I know that for me, a big sort of like whoa, uh when I found the Fearless Movement Collective was the idea of exercise as what do you call it? Exercise is, like physical transition. Mm-hmm. I, oh my gosh. I, like, <laughs> I, I never thought of that. Like, <laughs> you know, like again, being an AFAB person, I, um, not that every, every AFAB person is like this, but I just, my upper body strength is like negative. I just don't have it. And so once I, I realized I was non-binary and sort of playing around with a more like trans masculine image of myself and presentation and things trying on like men like men quote unquote uh (laughs) men's shirts and and things uh they don't really fit my like pear curvy body shape very well and you know it, it kind of that was something that I was like okay yeah I'll just like start wearing men's shirts now and uh and play around with that since I've never done that my whole life and like the minute I put on like one of my brother's shirts that like, I really loved, it was like a button up and it just didn't fit me. Right. Cause it was like a slim fit. And I was just like, ah, it's like yeah. pulling around by my hips. So when I think uh, you and I talked about like, uh, I wanted to, I saw on the website and then I, I talked about like wanting to work on my upper body. So I could kind of build that more to balance out. Like me having like bigger hips, like that kind of thing, just to ease my sense of dysphoria. I was like, whoa, because my my girlfriend is on um, HRT, she's trans as well, and I was just like, okay, well, that's the only thing I can do, I can can only go on HRT and or get top surgery, like, Mm -hmm. those are, like, the only things I can do to make myself look more traditionally non-binary, question mark, but being able to have spaces where it's, like, one, your body can exist in any way you want, so... evaluating if that's what I really want or not and then knowing that I can do that through exercise because I can't go on testosterone Mm -hmm. because of medical issues so it's like even if I wanted to go on testosterone I can't so having having movement to be able to help me sort of visualize the person I I physically would like to be but also now I, I get the added bonus of of visualizing and becoming the person i want to be internally by all the things i said earlier about honoring your body and all that so it, it's kind of the mental like philosophical stuff came as a side effect of wanting to still kind of in that mindset of like wanting to like, sculpt my body to be a certain way mm-hmm. um but i know for for trans people that's like a different thing than it can be for a lot of cisgender people but yeah. i don't know all that that topic's very complicated <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I I guess all that to say the whole physical movement transition was a really eye-opening thing that I did not expect to get out of seeking out movement. Yes. That was like a whoa moment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're the best kind of moments. (laughs) So finishing off, do you have anything that you'd like to share with folks listening that you have found has helped you?
0: So... The first thing that comes to mind is actually a Samoan proverb. The, the proverb in Samoan is, In English, that's a crown of thorn starfish heals itself. So basically there's this type of starfish that's really spiky on one side. And if you're on the beach or something and it's like in the sand and you step on it, the spikes like put poison in you so out obviously um <laughs> and you know so you're you're trying to like think of, of how to like heal like how to get the venom on your foot like what do you do and the story went that i that when i heard about this proverb is that like a, a woman stepped on stepped on one of these spiky starfish these kind of thorn starfish and she was like oh my foot my foot um, someone has to suck the venom out, you know. And uh, the kids playing near her on the beach were like, Hey, just turn the starfish over and then step on it. And she was like, What? So you know, the, the top of the starfish has the, the spikes. You flip it over, starfish have little suckers and like their stomachs or whatever are on the bottom. So if you flip it over and put your foot on it, it'll suck the venom right out of your foot. Really? Yes. Wow. That's the story anyway. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so the I proverb... <laughs> <laughs> watch out for any spiking things in the sand, people. <laughs> um but the, you know, the the English translation of Crown of, of Thorn Starfish heals itself. It's more talking about the idea of you step on something that on this thing that hurts you, you flip it over, and it'll heal you. It just depends on what side is up. Mm. so that's something that I think really encompasses everything we just talked about is the idea that all these things that we've learned from society as a whole whether or not it has to do with with fitness and movement and things everything has that spiky side that'll stick you with venom and then I think the flip side of it literally in, in that case is you know are things like like I said, representation, community, self-reflection, and really thinking about who you are in the midst of everything and, and coming back to yourself. That's something that movements allowed me to do. I mentioned it earlier. I, When I'm moving now versus when I was moving, uh, say, like two or three years ago, I'm not doing it because I feel bad about eating a cookie earlier in the day. Mm. I'm doing it because I know that that's my time to myself. Cause for me, I work out really early in the morning. Like, like first thing when I wake up or else I'm not going to do it. Willpower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, so I'll do it first thing in the morning. And that's something that I can look forward to when I wake up. That's like a self care healing thing for me. That's something that I like getting up early in the morning, but without something to force me out of bed. I'm just going to stay in bed. So that's something that is also helping me to do something else I want to do, which is get up early, have more of the day to myself. It lets my girlfriend sleep peacefully (laughs) without (laughs) me like taking the covers or whatever it is. Um, (laughs) uh, It has a lot of benefits, you know? Uh, And that's only something that I could really allow myself to get into by by all those things, by by flipping the the crown of thorns starfish over, so instead of hurting myself by movement, I'm sucking the poison out.
1: Yes, that's amazing. Thank you, Leo.
0: You're welcome. I'm super <laughs> happy to be on the show. Thank you uh, for inviting me. <laughs> you're most
1: welcome. That was it's really amazing. I, I love your insights and your self awareness. It's really inspiring.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's been. Uh, how long time coming? Uh, I'm gonna be 29 in a few days, folks. So what? it's been a, it's, it's been a long time
1: coming. <laughs> <laughs> yep. At least like having that opportunity, though. Like some people never get to have these realizations, right? So mm-hmm. the lucky ones like us get to figure out the hard stuff about ourselves and try and work through it. I guess.
0: <laughs> yes, and then I'm I'm just really like I said, I'm very. Uh, happy and very honored that you asked me to be on this show especially because you know I know at least from experience like tuning into like the different things that you do like I'm like the only non-Australian person like so I think that uh, for me it's going to be interesting when this comes out and it's like a bunch of people that I don't know are listening to me versus like if I did a podcast here in America. Yeah. Like, I like some people in, in my circle would probably end up finding it. I hope so. so. It's very really, uh, interesting. <laughs> and I'm just really, really happy that you've given me this chance to share some of these things that I've been able to find out about myself.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate so it.
0: So it can help someone else. Yes. And yeah. that's what counts,
1: right? <laughs> like, the more voices that can be heard, the more people can learn. And, explore things within themselves that they may not have thought possible yes thank you if you want to chat more with leo or get in touch with them you can find them on instagram and twitter at leo Lamarcina. they would love to speak with you and i hope that if you have any questions any feedback for them keep it nice friends and share the love